I have with me one of the smartest white men on this side of heaven, Bill Lockwood, your friend and mine. Bill Lockwood, writer and radio host at host at American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, teacher in Wichita Falls, Texas, preacher at Our Park Church of Christ. And I want to talk to Bill about uh, the juvenile justice in Texas. They're calling it racist over there now. And how socialist organizations have taken over our institution. What a mess. Bill, <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Jesse. Can you hear me all right? Um, yeah, you may have to speak up a little bit, but I hear you. Okay. Hey, can you hear me now all right? <laughs> yes. I can. How are you doing? Okay, good. good. How are you doing, Jesse? Good to be back with you today. Yeah, good to have you back. I'm glad to see you. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Are you in good health? I'm doing, I'm improving. So that's, I'm really thankful to God for that. Right on. Well, good to have you back, Bill. Yes, sir. Bill, you wrote an article titled Texas uh, Apathy. Texas Apathy Applies Socialism to the Classroom and the Juvenile. Uh, system as well. Can you tell us about that? Yes, sir. I'm uh, happy to do that. You know, this oh, is... Oh, hold uh, on, Bill. I'm sorry. I'm getting yeah. a thing from Hake. Uh, Nick, Hake is saying that they can't hear Bill. Hold on, Bill. It's so important. Okay, I want okay. them to hear that's every... Okay. I want them to hear every word. This is so important. I don't know. I need to... Jesse, Jesse can hear me. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. But apparently, My wife's, uh, the tech department, she's going to run over here and help me if I, if uh, I it right. It's okay now? Okay. It, I well, think okay. it's a hake. Can you hear him now? Testing, testing, one, two, three. Okay, now we hear him. All right. Okay. Okay. So this article you wrote, Texas Apathy Applies Socialism to the Classroom. Tell us about that. Well, th thank you, Jesse, for this uh, opportunity. You know, <clears throat> uh, for, for a long time, uh, juvenile justice system, and they want to apply it, of course, to the adult justice system as well, yeah. is uh, they want to take, they're taking socialism as, as really the model. And uh, so they're looking for the equality of outcomes. And that's really the key here. Social justice doesn't refer to justice. It refers to the equality of outcomes. So Texas Appleseed is a nonprofit organization, a law firm that's based in Austin, Texas, but uh, they of course have uh, wide, uh, long tentacles and they've sent letters to different school districts such as the Dallas ISD and telling them that they needed to uh, straighten up their acts pertaining to the number of minorities that are, are put out of the classroom that for disciplinary reasons. So. For example, in the Dallas ISD, as well as, as every, every inner city, <clears throat> minorities are punished at a higher rate than our white students. Consequently, the assumption immediately is given that that refers to white racism. That's the cause of it, simply because of white racism. Blacks and Hispanics are punished at a higher rate. They're put out of the classroom. <laughs> They're put in the juvenile justice system. And so we've got to equalize the outcome. So for example, in Dallas ISD, it might have, I've forgotten exactly the figures on it, but they might have uh, 40% 40, uh, 40 uh, uh, black students that are being punished compared to maybe 
uh, 15 and whites. And that's, that is a disparity that they say has to be fixed because of racism. So that's the assumption. And so it's been going on for a long time, of course, that the, not just Texas Appleseed, but uh, the same, same thing is done in Minneapolis. A number of years ago in Minneapolis, they said, you know, that we can't have this because that speaks of racism. So what, of course, they're ignoring is the fact that different cultures, minority cultures particularly, don't adhere to the same moral principles as the majority culture. And immorality and unethical conduct is bred frequently in the black home as well as in the Hispanic home because of the fatherless homes that they have. Right. Same reason that, you know, as you point out many times, that 75% of black children grow up without a father. It's 33% in the white home. Well, why is that disparity there? Well, it's not because of any prejudice. It's simply because they lack the moral and ethical standards in the minority communities, and they're causing problems in schools. But they assume that the expelling or the putting them in juvenile detention is due to white racism. That's amazing. Um, these people who are trying to do this, they know they already know the truth about the situation that the blacks don't have fathers in the home for the most part. Right. They tend to act out in, in these ways in classrooms and other places. Are they just using this to usher in socialism instead of fixing the family and making it right? Yes, that's exactly what's happening. You know that they have to know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these are law-based institutions. Texas Appleseed is a law-based institution. They're smart enough to know that the problem is not simply that we have white racist teachers and they're saying we're getting rid of the black students or the Hispanic students. The problem goes much deeper than that. So they call it a school to prison pipeline. You are creating a school to prison pipeline. No, the truth is there is a home to prison pipeline. Yeah. And it's the lack of a, a stable, God-given mother-father relationship in the home. And this has come in the wake of the the whole entire welfare system. And now it's on steroids after Obama crammed through, through helped cram through the Supreme Court that, that is a homosexual marriage. So, you know, the Obergefell decision. So now we have cast marriage out and we've lessened the standards of marriage and marriage is really nothing anymore. Yeah. Consequently, that being the case, we're going to see much more of this. You know, I when they first, my first time hearing about the critical race theory thing was yes. happening in Texas. And in Texas, there were a lot of talk about it, but no one stopped it from happening. Right. So it's everywhere now. Um, and now this is happening in Texas, Appleseed thing. Why can't this be stopped? They couldn't stop the critical race thing. They knew it was happening. Why can't this be stopped? What's wrong that these things cannot be stopped? Well, there's not enough, number one, not enough uh, conservative or Christian uh, people who are informed on the subject. We're too busy uh, playing ball and having fun and yeah. uh, playing, having ball games. And so, you know, the same reason that churches are dying in a country. We might have a, a Republican wave coming. I don't know whether that's true or not in this election next two weeks, but the fact is that many people are no longer attending church. They no longer worship God. They no longer live their life by the criteria that God has set in the Bible. And so there's the conservatives even, they're, they're uninformed on the issues. 
they're not activists yeah. as they need to be. And so we, we have a real problem. Furthermore, number two, many years ago, <clears throat> we, we said we don't want to listen to the founding fathers. They didn't know what they were talking about. They were not wise and they were not smart when they told us to keep everything at a local level. So we allowed yeah. the educational institutions to be taken to Washington, D.C. And so now you've got now you can't fight City Hall. Well, you can't fight Washington, D.C. even more so. Consequently, we're fighting the National Education Association and the entire entire body of the Democratic Party and many Republicans also, because that's where they that's where the power base is coming from. So, for example, Common Core, they outlawed it in Texas, which was great at the state level, but they still have the Common Core materials yeah. that were you know utilized in the schools and they just rebranded it something else. So that's all they did. The um, um, the the, fam the parents who are sending their children to these schools, um, uh, refusing to, the mother refuses to stay home and watch over the kids, and the father work and take care of the family. Um, they refuse to homeschool the kids. Right. Why is that? Why would they just sacrifice their children to these schools? Well, I guess I'm, I'm thinking about what you just said. Is it that they don't know what's happening either? Well, I do think that people are beginning to wake up that that things are happening. And and so homeschoolers, uh, homeschooling itself has uh, more just through the pandemic period has skyrocketed because they, you know, parents had to do something. Yeah. So they, they were impelled, however, by COVID-19 and the lockdowns. Unfortunately, that's what motivated them and not the teaching of Marxist ideas and ideals in the school systems or sex education, as we're seeing all over the country and in, even into the grade schools and down into kindergarten. So they were impelled by that. So homeschooling has skyrocketed private schools. Uh, I'm on the board at Wichita Christian in, in Wichita Falls. It's a private school operated by the Churches of Christ here, and uh, the uh, the the enrollment is burgeoning. I mean, it's it's exploding. People know what's going on in the public schools, and they are trying to take their kids out of the schools. And I want to say this: it's not necessarily, of course, the fault of the teachers in the public school system. There are many great teachers, but you're but we are weighed down by a system that forces you to do it a certain way, forces you to yeah. you know, and, and so. That's going on. And then plus, you have no control in the public school system over the the clientele or the student body. So now the student, the public schools are becoming simply inner city schools all over. Yeah. And, and it's just exactly what it's turning into be. And I've noticed that they use the blacks to bring in all this hell because right. they say, well, the whites are racist. So black people, y'all help us destroy them. And the blacks, not all, not all, not all, but most, are too happy to help destroy the schools and the jails and things yeah. like that. And then they end up affected by it because a lot of these cr criminals live in their communities. So right. it's not like they're paying the price for it, and they don't right. seem to see that. You know, that's exactly right. The, the local communities are paying the price, and they're going to continue to pay a higher and higher price for it simply by not getting involved in it and stopping this kind of thing from going on. And that's exactly the case everywhere. Um, you know, we even have uh, right here in Wichita Falls in the ISD, there is a quota 
on how many uh, what they call discretionary discretionary uh, placements are put in uh, alternative education settings. So let's say, for example, in I'm in a high school, and so in the high school, then I'm going to expel, and they're going to put them in an alternative placement instead of simply saying you can't come to school. You, they put them in alternative set school settings. So there's a mandatory that is they're caught with drugs or whatever it may be, and that you can't it doesn't change on that one whether black or white or Hispanic whatever. But discretionary that is they're just acting up in class and they're just you know they're cursing the teacher out and yeah. they're, and they're just like they're ca causing havoc and uh, you know H E double toothpicks in the classroom, and they're doing that kind of stuff in the classroom. Well, that would be a discretionary removal and. So they have a quota on how many discretionary removals you can have in <laughs> Texas classrooms from the TEA. That's the Texas Education Association. They tell you how many discretionary removals you may have of blacks. So you have you can't have so many blacks. You've got OK, you've got enough blacks that you've, uh, you've put out of the classroom. That's it. And so that they, they have a quota system on the Texas Education Association. How many blacks, how many Hispanics on the discretionary removals you can have? That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's, it's, it's as if to say, okay, we know that all kids are going to behave the same, whether whether they come from a, a minority culture or whether they come from a majority yeah. culture, they're going to behave the same, and they have the same potentials, and they have the same outcome. They want the outcomes to be the same. And it's just that's that's stupidity gone to seed. Um, you said that there are some good teachers, and I do believe that. Are they, they afraid to speak up for fear of losing their jobs or what? Oh, I don't know really if, if, whether they're afraid to speak up or I, I think in, this is my opinion, but I think that just like that frog being boiled to death, I think that people are, we've, we've put up with so much for so long yeah. that we're just kind of like, well, you know, maybe we can get by through the next year, through the next year. But I'll tell you this, there are, there are records numbers of teachers that are resigning yeah. from different schools all over the country. Just like the police system, the, the police, you you can't get a new cop come on, on beat because they don't want to come to be a cop. Right. You know, and so they can't they can't get new cops in there. The same thing in the military this, they the liberalism, the socialism has destroyed the military. They're, they're coming down from the top, from the Pentagon down. And so now what you can't they can't have enough recruits in the army. They, and the ones they get, they're, you know, they Okay, they're lowering the standards. They used to say, "Well, you if you spent time in prison, you can't come into the military." That's that <laughs> yeah. you know they, they don't care about that now because says how many people are uh, are there for drugs, and uh, you know it, and it's sad, but that's what's going on in the police the police departments. That's going on in the military, and same thing going on in the schools. But we've just put up with so much for so long, and the federal government and state governments have got us locked in because to make a living. Two parents practically have to work. It yeah. almost has to be that way. Yeah. So, so now what? Okay, you have to really have a great job as a as a father, or you're going to live pretty low on the on the ladder economically if you're going to have your wife stay home and school the children. And that's but that's what's having to take place. And it, it's just it, so it's a multifaceted problem. That's amazing. Um, this organization, uh, Texas. Apathy. How long has it been? Do you know how long it's been around? I think it's only been in existence maybe ten years or so, if I'm not mistaken. I have it note here somewhere when it began. Right. But it, it has not been in existence that long, really. Um, and they also practice. Uh, you know, it has been going on for a long time. This this kind of 
this this whole program, whether it's Texas Appleseed or in other ones. For example, um, Bart Lubau, who was a member of the Students for Democratic Society, a communist front organization in the 1960s, began in Chicago area what was called the Juvenile Detention Alternative Initiative Program, JDAI, which basically said the same thing. We're going to have to have quotas on how many blacks are punished and so or minorities generally. So remember in Parkland, Florida, where Nicholas Cruz that that boy with Hispanic name right. he shot up the school. Right. Why was he? He had been arrested and put in juvie a number of times, but released. They wouldn't even take him anymore because they are practicing JDAI. And that is we've got to have the number of same minorities as we do whites in the in the prison and, or in the juvenile uh, detention facility. And therefore, Nicholas Cruz Mexican, we can't have him in here, so we're putting him out. So now what happens? He goes and shoots up a school. Yeah, amazing. Well, no one's talking about that. That's why that was one of the reasons that had happened. They knew he was a problem, but they couldn't they couldn't keep him because of these programs. Amazing. I like how, um, when I say I like it, it's interesting how critical race theory is, is, is the latest, is the, latest name that they've given this stuff because it's been going on for a long time according to what you said but they keep keep changing the names make it sound like it's normal critical race theory right, right? right. and uh apple seed it sounds so nice <laughs> <laughs> texas apple seed yeah that sounds like a good little good little organization yeah <laughs> that's right and they change the names of these things in order to deceive you Right. That's right. That's uh, that's uh, socialist to practice. You know, that's what the Democrats do all the way down the line. They just, you know, uh, the, the, for example, you know, that you have these uh, uh, for for um, radio programs and so forth. You know, they had the, the what was it called? The Freedom Act. Um, and it, it, but basically it shut down conservative talk radio a number of years ago. Yeah. But it was all under Freedom Acts and so forth. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, re really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an amazing article, uh, Texas Apathy. How can people can people read this article you wrote? Sure, they, they can. Now, I've, I'm changing up some of the way that we do things. And so uh, American Liberty with Bill Lockwood is not where I publish most of my materials any longer. It's actually published on uh, News Talk 1290 website, which is uh, News Talk 1290 out of Wichita Falls, News Talk 1290. And that's a website, so that's where I publish most of my materials now. And then my own uh, my own things that I'm doing, I'm rebranding it, uh, calling it Patriotic Pulpit. That hasn't come about completely yet, but right. a Patriotic Pulpit. So I'm on Spotify with Patriotic Pulpit. I'm also on uh, Amazon Music with uh, Patriotic Pulpit. And uh, another platform, I've forgotten which it is. So we're kind of changing it up a little bit, but... The News Talk 1290 website, you can read those materials. And I usually uh, post maybe a one to two articles per week out there on that. Yeah, amazing. Y'all need to check it out, folks, because it is an amazing article. So be sure to check it out. Bill, I've been talking about South Africa for a while, for years now, and right. how the, they did the same thing to the whites in South Africa, calling them racist. Yeah. Uh, until the blacks finally took over South Africa. And now uh, mommy Africa is even worse. 
and the yes. white people being attacked on the farmlands and everywhere, yeah. right, along the road mm. because the cops can't do anything. That is happening here now, right. and, and yet people tend not to see it. They, uh, if they see it, they're not saying anything about it. But South Africa is growing in America, and it will get to the point that it's already happening where white people will be attacked on the roads, in their, in their land, everywhere. And yeah. nobody seemed to be real concerned about that. It is very concerning. And they, uh, you, that's a great point. South Africa is a template of how Marxism, socialism, Marxism actually works. So they first of all cried under the leadership of those men such as Nelson Mandela that they who actually was a member of the African National Congress, a communist organization that used to necklace people. Yeah. That was an organization that Mandela was a part of. It's hard to believe that he's become an American hero. <laughs> yeah. Nevertheless, so they had him in jail because of that. Well, of course, because of pressure from the United States under the Clinton administration and others back then, we were putting pressure on South Africa. You've got to release those people from jail. That's racism and racism and race. So we all talked about all that going on in South Africa. So then we forced South Africa to change its government because there's too many, too many whites on the top and too many blacks on the bottom. And we've got to have. So now yeah. they put them in place. And so the promise has been was. Well, we'll leave everything alone. We'll leave all the white farmers alone. But now they're dragging them out of their homes and they're murdering them and confiscating their properties. That's what's going on. And that's the template of what's going to happen in America if we don't stop it. It's a race war. It's already happening. It's just going to get worse if we don't yeah. stop it because it's already happening. Do we have that soundbite from Africa where uh, that guy was showing up the steps and you have to lock up his house before we go to bed? When you find that, let me know. I want you to see something from South Africa, what the whites have to do now before they're able to even go to sleep at night. It's so right. bad. Uh, I want to ask, has America already become a socialist state? Yes. It's already there, huh? We're already there. So what is socialism? It is the forcible redistribution of wealth. Yeah. It is for forcing you, me as the government entity, forcing you to give money, all every all the money that you have, or force you to to help all those around you. We're, we've we've gotten rid of free will contribution. We're not about that at all anymore. So, government forcing you to to force you to give money to other people. That's been going on. What's going on all over our country, and that's the thing that really frustrates me is people say, well, you know, um, you, you, well, we don't want to become a socialist. We're already socialists. Yeah. Or they're thinking, you know, well, we don't want to be, you know, you're a fascist. Well, that's that's a common, common <laughs> communist uh, accusation on those to their right. Those immediate right of the communists are fascists. But that's not where we are. We're constitutionalists way over on the other side of the spectrum. Limited government. But if Socialism is the redistribution, forcible redistribution of monies. We're already there. And we started on that track in 1913 with the Woodrow Wilson administration. That's when we began socialism. And it began in, in earnest with the Franklin Roosevelt administration and the Lyndon Johnson administration. And now we're just full-blown socialists, Yeah, basically. Amazing. And yeah. speaking of that, I remember during the Chinese virus, 
uh, Joe Biden and this administration gave out a lot of money. They just right. kept, I guess, making money, giving it away. And now it's at a point where millions of people don't want to go back to work. They don't even look for work anymore. Right. And there are so many jobs opening, but the people don't want them. You know, consider the student loan uh, loan forgiveness that oh, Biden yeah. loaded. I mean, it's like, okay, you. So people are upset about that. They well, we've been doing that anyway. <laughs> That's already been going on. Hold that thought, Bill. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that too. Yeah. Can I hold you over for a minute? Sure. Oh, sure. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Welcome back. Eight 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 seven seven five three seven seven three. Bill Lockwood is here. And you can find Bill on American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. Bill, tell the folks other places they can find you as well. Sure. Thank you, Jesse. Well, the articles that I write, <clears throat> I publish them on News Talk 1290 website. That's News Talk 1290. It's Wichita Falls radio station. And so that's where the articles that I publish are, are now found. And uh, I still have American Liberty with Bill Lockwood. I haven't put out an article on there myself in a while, but other oh. people have. Uh, the radio show... It's still American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, uh, but I'm rebranding it to Patriotic Pulpit. Uh, part of that has come about because of uh, YouTube has kicked me off for uh, misinformation. <laughs> so, uh, so since YouTube uh, they uh, eliminated me, um, so I've, I thought, well, I'm just going to do rebrand the whole thing and redo it differently. So I went to other platforms such as Spotify. Yeah. So Spotify is an app, and so I'm on Spotify. It's on Amazon Music as well. And so there'll be other apps is uh, also on other platforms. I, I, I should say that the radio show will be on, but those are the, those are the platforms I'm on right now. And you're not doing uh riding for the Bible brand right now. Well, I haven't cut one of those in a long time, right. simply because of my sickness this summer. I need to do right. that. I, I haven't given that up, but I just, <laughs> you know, okay. I just uh, haven't, and I haven't been able to ride a horse for a while either. So yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you, you're recovering and things are working out, Bill. Yeah, thank you for that, Jesse. Yeah. It's been a, a struggle, but I'm I'm feeling good now and I'm, I'm better. So yeah, I still wear those compression socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ladies' hose is what it looks like. <laughs> right on. Um, you were talking about the um, um, the uh, school loans that Biden want us to pay. Right. Yeah. So, well, number one, that's already taking place. Uh, not so frontally as this one. Now, this this was just simply a frontal assault, and it's just above board, and everybody can see it. And so everybody's screaming about it, and rightly so, because he's basically saying, uh, you don't... Uh, I, for example, I paid off my school loans. It took me 25 years to do it, but I paid them off. Now that he wants me to pay off someone else's right. school loans, and uh, that's ridiculous. And if they if they don't value their, their own school diplomas and the school, uh, their degrees enough to pay their own loans off, then <laughs> I certainly don't value them that much either. That's right. But that's the redistribution of money. But the government has taken over the school loan business anyway. So where are they getting the money? Well, they're getting the money from me to begin with. So I'm already doing it through that methodology, which is socialism. That's what it is. It's the federal government taking over the entire system of school loans. And that's where we are. Amazing. Um, I'm, I want you to, you won't be able to see this video, but you will be able to hear the man talking okay. and, and what he's doing is in, over in South Africa, mommy Africa is he's showing what they have to do now before they can even go to bed at night. He's okay. showing all the different lots and, 
alarms and and knife, I think, or something. I want you to hear this. You won't be able to see it because of the video. Let's play it. Going to bed South Africa style. When coming into your house, make sure the electric fence is on, spikes are set, front door is chained, security motion light is activated, and interior padlock is set behind the metal doors. Then, coming into the house, you want to make sure that your baton and mace is by the front door. Front door is locked and closed. And also, the alarm is set. Now it's night-night time, South Africa style. How's it where you are? So he's showing all these uh, uh, bars on the door of the, ho- the home and the fences around the home and uh, and locks and electric ch- uh, electrical change, I think he said, gate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then inside the house, he had an alarm. He had to take his baton and, and mace and all that before he go to bed at night now. It's so bad. Isn't it a shame he can't say, I'm having my gun by my bed? Yeah. I know. You couldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's what they want us to have. That's what Beto O'Rourke wants in, in Texas. He wants us to all have a can of mace when we go to bed instead of a firearm. Uh, but that's, but I, I've known people who lived in foreign countries who have had, you know, they put broken glass on top of the walls around their house because it's so bad. But that's what it's getting to be in America yeah. already. Yeah. Right. That's exactly where we are. It, it, up in Beverly Hills, it's getting so bad up there that the residents there want uh, uh, windows on their cars that you can't break. Uh, yeah. And they, they want fences around their homes. They want their own private police force. That's how bad it's getting there. So it is happening here, but yeah. it's not being talked about in the media and other places that much. No, and I think that's what's driving the red wave right now is the crime out of control in our country, but it is due strictly to these liberal socialist Democrat policies that have also been allowed by Republicans and that is soft on crime. We're talking, we want to rehabilitate them. You know, when I was in school, just going back to juvenile detention, when I was in school, if someone was caught with marijuana on campus, they were expelled. They yeah. were not put in a f- another facility and said, now the state's going to have to educate you over there. No, you're expelled. And if you got to catch up when you got back, then good. If you couldn't, too bad. Yeah. But, <laughs> and yeah. But now we've got so many kids that are breaking the law in that way, in violence. I mean, there are kids that are getting in fights all the time. They're assaulting teachers. They're assaulting one another in school. They're raping girls. It's getting it's so out of hand. It's just like you know, we're just we've been soft, soft, soft on crime. In America today, uh, open hate of uh, Christians and whites is accepted. It's like yeah. normal to accept uh, attack the Christians and the whites. Um, how bad do you think that's going to get? Well, if we just continue down the same track, unless people start uh, awakening and and seceding from the union saying we're not having any of this and we're going to have our own laws or something or change the country. But I I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, simply because those who are in the driver's seat right now, big government, socialist globalists, the globalists such as the Joe Bidens of the world, they're in the driver's seat. Yeah. And they have been for a long time. Even when Trump was a president, they were still in the driver's seat. 
Now he was able to get a lot of great things done. Right. But they they put blocking all over his in, in his entire administration. He was had he had one hurdle after another to go through. They had continued to impeach him for for a phone call over to overseas and it just <laughs> you know continually. Yeah. What Unless a mess. We can really turn it around big time. I mean, we're we're in serious trouble. What um speaking of Donald Trump, the Great White Hope, if you had a choice, you know, the Lord just said, you know, it'd be a pick one, and <laughs> that's who I'm going to let be president this time around. Yeah. Uh, it, between Trump and DeSantis, who, who would you take? Well, you know what? I still prefer Donald Trump. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because, number one, he's unafraid. And I'm not saying that Don, DeSantis is afraid, but Donald Trump is kind of a has a wrecking ball type of a, a, a mantra about him. And yeah. it's like... And furthermore, he's already been there. He knows exactly what he's facing, and he knows what what's going to happen if he goes back in there. Right. And so, uh, you know, California may say we want to secede because they talked about it at that time. Uh, you know, many people in California, when Donald Trump was president, we're going to be out of here. Gavin Newsom said, "Well, that's we can't have this." You know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think if he became president, and even if DeSantis became president, I think that um, I think there would be liberal states that are trying to pull out. So when um, um, DeSantis, he seemed nice, but I don't, as you said, he doesn't, and I don't know, but he doesn't seem to have that, uh, you know, to handle the whole country. (laughs) He seemed to be doing well in in, uh, Florida, but he doesn't have that spirit to deal with the whole country in the way the Great White Hope did. Well, I think so, too. I think that he has an extra uh, something there. Right. it drives him and you know when he stands up in front of a crowd and says you know what, what are the problems and here and he points right at the the mainstream media and all the cameras and says you're the problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean you know that takes a bold man to do that kind of thing yeah i he don't re- think we'll have boldness otherwise he remind me of the way men were in the good old days yeah when they were not afraid you know right and speaking of afraid i noticed that a lot of people are afraid of words they're afraid right. of the name calling they're afraid right. of losing something. Have you noticed that? And if so, yeah. why is that? Well, <clears throat> we <clears throat> we have all we're all about uh, hate now. <clears throat> yeah. So, but back in um, back in George Bush, George H. W. Bush's administration, they passed, and it was a pro homosexual move, really, to pass a, a hate crimes act. I think it was 1992 or so in which the hate crimes was passed. So that would be, if there's, if it can be shown that, uh, that someone was singled out for what they said was a hate, uh, for, for example, you know, there was a, a, a kid by the name of Matthew Shepard who had been <clears throat> put on a fence and he was a homosexual young man in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. And so they claimed it was done because he was a homosexual. Well, the, the penalties for that crime uh, was greater simply because they said it was done because of hate against a minority group, which they said was homosexuals. <clears throat> so same thing with um, uh, Mr. Bird in East Texas, you know, dragged behind a truck. So that was a hate crime. So they they put so they made hate crime penalties greater than the crime would normally call for. So it's easy at that point now to separate hate as as a as separate entity from the crime itself and that's what we've done yeah. we've separated hate 
from the yeah. from the crime itself, the act. So now we're penalizing the the thought. We're penalizing the words that are taking place, which we consider hate. But of course, hate depends upon uh, who is doing the defining, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's exactly where we are. I noticed that in our country today, um, the religion of hate is push more than a right. religion of love, you know, forgiveness right. and love. We literally have this religion of hate now, anger and right. all that. And I even hear Christians saying it's okay to be angry like that and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. As long as we are pushed, ain't no way it's going to get better as long as they push the religion of hate instead of forgiveness and love. Right. Well, you know what? And also, I mean, that's, that's what's going on with the J6 prisoners right now in Washington, D.C. They are being penalized for holding beliefs that are against the norm, and that is that they believe the election had been stolen. That's a belief system now that they say is hate. So if that's only if you're a Republican. If you're a conservative and you believe that election integrity is an issue, such as Kerry Lake in Arizona, then they're going to be all over that say, well, you're an election denier. You're an election denier. Of course, you can be Hillary Clinton and you get on there and talk about how the election she talked about so many dozens of times that Donald Trump stole the election and nothing happens to her. But boy, if, if you're a Carrie Lake in Arizona running for governor, she's a great candidate, by the way. But if you talk that way, oh, they, they say that's about about hate and you're an election denier. So they've separated your belief system now from your act. It used to be. The government can only enter the picture in, with penalties if the belief led to an act. But now the belief is itself is being punished. And that's exactly the problem with saying we got a hate crime or a crime. And this is a crime. Well, this is now a hate crime. That's the problem, because now we've we've created a category of belief system that now has penalties, due penalties of its own. I um, I saw something on the Tucker Carson last night that, and I had talked about it early in the show, that blew, almost blew my American fur off. Uh, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, the White House has had um, uh, Biden met with a, a, a man who called himself a girl mm -hmm. and he talked about uh, what was that guy named it? D D Dylan Dylan Mulvania, and he was a TikToker person. Right. Did you see where Biden met with him? I did see that. That was the most mind-blowing thing I ever seen in my life. You know what? It just shows you that when you give in to these false doctrines, these narratives, these communist ideologies, the satanic ideas that they've got in the Democratic Party, and you and you say such things as. People are born homosexual, and you just that's that really that threw us over the edge when Obama had that crammed yeah. through. Yeah. When that was crammed through the old Burgerfeld decision, the gates have been wide open, and we are just we, we look like abject idiots, like Biden does <laughs> when he's going to. And and he, you know, and I tell you, what, I'm gonna I want to offer an objection here, too. I this is off the topic, but you know what, Biden cannot talk without using the Lord's name in vain, hardly. And I object to that. Yeah. We have a president of the United States. He's using the Lord's name in vain every single time. He talks about, you know, for, for the Lord's sake and for God's sake. He does that all every single time. And he did that in that interview, too, you know, that yeah. 
about something like that. But it's just ridiculous. I don't he think he know guy. he's doing it. I, I don't know, know what? what's wrong with him, but again, he reminded me of my father when my father developed Alzheimer's. Now, I, don't, yeah. I haven't seen this man's medical record, or he hasn't admitted he hasn't, but he looked like the lights are on, but ain't nobody home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Sadly, we're going to have to say this, that so many people don't realize that that has taken the Lord's name in vain. That's a violation of the commandments of God. Yeah. They were not to take the Lord's name in vain, the third commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And we do that all the time. And I tell that to kids in school. You know, they say, oh, my G, all the time. <laughs> I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, that is taking the Lord's name in vain. That's a curse word. It's cursing. They don't even know that. No. They, they hear it at their home. They hear it on television all the time. But, you know, back in the 1960s, you can say that on television because it was understood clearly that it was cursing, taking the Lord's name in vain. Well, now everybody's doing it seemingly, and our president does it. He's ignorant about the fact, too. Maybe he needs to be sit down and be taught some things <laughs> regarding the Bible and the Constitution while we're at it. That's for sure. I want to um, um, I, I want to get in at least a couple calls for you. I'm looking at the clock here, but I want to ask, and I think I've asked you this before, in all the uh, Western countries where Christianity was established, has been established, or was, and the countries right. became great, it seemed as though those countries are under attack right now. And, right. It, you know, founded by white folks, made great with the help of God, made great, and they seem to be under attack more than any other countries. Right. Well, Western culture was founded upon Christian principles. And therefore, it has been the subject and object of attack for a long time by all, all outside of Christianity forces. Yeah. So whether we're talking about socialism, Marxism, which is an anti-God movement, or whether we're talking about paganism, the New Age movement, or just simply atheism that's just been so hard-charging against America, all of these things just join forces together. Islam, absolutely against America because yeah. it was founded upon Christian principles. So that's true. And we've become the object of attack from every quarter of the world. That's that's correct. What a mess. Um, oh, I got to ask this. The uh, illegals are coming in by the drove now from all around the world almost. And right. I wanted to ask, has that affected the schools there in Wichita? It has. You know, there are, there are some kids I have right now, and they have them in the classrooms here, don't speak English. <laughs> and so, and they're, they're, they're here, what do we do? I mean, so yeah, they're, they're here in Wichita Falls. They sure are. So now you I have to learn Spanish? I say again? Now you have to learn Spanish as oh, a teacher? Oh, we're going to have to. I guess that's right, because, yeah, we better learn Spanish in the Southwest, because uh, they're giving this all back to Mexico, apparently, if we, you know, that's what Biden's plan seems to be. Habla Espanol? Uh, <laughs> not very well. Si, <laughs> senor. Um, you want to take some calls? Sure, they'd be happy to. Okay, let me go to Missouri and talk to Anna. Anna, thanks for calling. You're on the air with Bill Lockwood. Hi, Chelsea. Thanks for taking my call. How are you? All is well, Anna. Thank you. Hi, uh, Bill. I'm glad to see you back. How are you? Very good. Thank you for calling, Anna. I'm doing better. Um, 
afraid to hear. Yeah, you look better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see your whiteness coming back, Bill. Well, <laughs> and I've got a I've got a bright light on my face too, so it kind of uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Go ahead, Anna. Um. So my question is, do you guys really believe that the plagues are in power to destroy the U.S. and is it really a race war we are in? She want to know, do you believe, do you really believe that the blacks are in power to uh, destroy America? And are we really in a race war? Well, I, I, I believe it is a race war, yeah. but I believe it's undeclared. It's an undeclared war. It's the same thing, for example, as on the border. Now, let's think about the border for illustration's sake. Really, we have an invasion on our southern border. Has it been declared that way by the federal government? No, it has not. They've not declared you know it to be why, invasion. Right. And you know why it was not declared uh, by let the him, government let him, as uh, such? Arna, do me a favor. Let him finish the point he was trying to make, and then you can follow up. I want to oh, hear well, what Well, that's right. I was just going to say, but they're not calling it invasion. And, and it's the same thing regarding a race war. There is so much hatred in our country right now, and it's dividing the races to such an alarming degree that I don't know how you can call it anything other than a race war. So, right. uh, but I'm happy to hear what she has to say on that. Okay, Arna, go ahead. Um, okay, I, several things. Uh, first of all, to, I wanted to really quickly mention, and I sent that to Nick as well. The Are you to, able to uh, understand her bill? Uh, not all of it. Right, Arna, speak up a little bit. Uh, a lot of and he, a little, he's not hearing what you're saying. A little louder and slower, or how, uh, yeah, is it uh, better now? <laughs> yeah, he heard that, so like that. Okay. Um, from the test, right? Uh, so I wanted to say one thing. Um, I sent a link to Nick already before. There is a good documentary out, a recent documentary uh, from a research from the Epoch Times. Um, uh, I think his name is... Anna, Josh, uh, Anna, I'm so sorry. We're, Anna, I'm so sorry um, we're out of time, and I want Bill to, this hour's up. Uh, next time we'll let you have more time, you call a little earlier, right? Bill, tell you know them. What? Epic Times, that's right. She's right on that. She's got a great paper, Epic Times. I appreciate her mentioning that. Oh, okay. Yep. Right on. Bill, tell the folks how to get to you, your show, your writing, and stuff like that. Sure. It's the News Talk 1290 website in Wichita Falls. That's where the articles are posted. That's also where the radio show is, the program. And then I'm also on Spotify. It's called Patriotic Pulpit. That's how I'm rebranding it. So Patriotic Pulpit on Spotify as well as Amazon Music platforms. Bill, thank you so much, man. Good to have you back, and I'm glad to see you're doing so well. Well, thank you so much. And tell Anna, thank you for calling today. Right, right on.